The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode 293 on this 10th day of April. 2023. This uh, show is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420 Lab at CalderaLab.com for men's uh, your men's skin hygiene needs. Dave, it is officially white men in shorts with white, very white leg season here in Southern Alberta. How was your weekend there, sir? Uh, the weekend was great. We spent it in uh, in in Montana, which was which was nice. It definitely was not short weather in Montana, um, but uh, we had some. We did see some people in shorts, but I'm not so brave. Uh, uh, my son, who is 12, he he had to wear shorts because that's what 12 year olds do. And you know what? We we saw we we went to the ski hill. Didn't do any skiing. It was the last weekend. Of, it was a closing weekend, so we saw some. Uh, it was it was actually a beautiful. It was sunny and and nice. And when it was sunny outside, we actually saw some uh, some boys with shorts, some girls skiing in their bikini tops. It was kind of one of those uh, like End hot dogs and weekends. Yeah. Hot so. dog the movie. Yeah, fuck. That was a good movie back then. I remember that. I, I think I watched that movie about 17 or 18 times for some reason. I don't even know why. Cause I wasn't I wasn't a big skier back today, but I think it was yeah, just one of those things. You just laugh at old hot dog the movie. Don't get it well, the, the, the hot tub scenes and what's his name? The the guy that put the zinc oxide squirrel. Was that his name? Or I think you're right else? on that, yeah. But it was yeah, it was funny. It was I I yeah, I, that movie. <laughs> it was just your 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 adolescent genre there. kind of a yeah exactly yeah. And... dave usually you come back from montana with a different kind of beer in your hand what do you got going on tonight uh well different it's not canadian but it's my favorite the tamarack from lanny's place in uh lakeside montana we didn't go to lakeside montana but they're kind enough to sell it in the stores in whitefish so um that's my favorite beer so that's the one i always bring back Dave, the uh, the Masters was this weekend. It all wrapped up. They had some weather situations. Trees were falling down. Pets' heads were falling off. It was a but they got it done yesterday, which is obviously it was how they they they, they managed to do it every year at Augusta, and they rarely have ever like. There's always seems to be a a weather situation, no matter what. But every year they seem to figure out how to get it done on Sunday. I can only remember a couple of times in in my uh, in my 48 years of living that they've got, gone into this uh, into Monday. Um, it's amazing what that tournament does, and like I'm a, I'm not a masters guy as much as I used to. Again, they're a bit, a bit pretentious, but the way they can pull it off year in year out, I think it's pretty amazing. It is. Uh, obviously, they get a little bit of uh, the golf god smile on them, and they did as well because I remember just reading everything about the masters going into the weekend that it was pretty much a guarantee they were going to be golfing on Monday. Um, they didn't, and you know what? It was. I had the perfect day to do absolutely nothing. There was some house chores to do around, but there was nothing to go to. We, we, we kept the schedule pretty clean on purpose. 
So Davey watched a lot of fucking golf on Sunday and it was nice. Just had a couple pops here and there and, uh, and watched what I watched a full 18. It was, it was nice. So. Yeah, it was uh, the master. Like I, I was busy umpiring this weekend, so I only got to see bits and pieces here's and here's and there's on, on Friday and Saturday. But, uh, <sighs> I get it. Like Tiger Woods made his 23rd consecutive cut. And, I, and it's pretty amazing. Like it's pretty much my entire adult life. He's been making the cut to the masters. He's been a, obviously he's the one of the one of, if not the greatest golfer of all time and everything else. He made the cut again. He, he played into to, to Saturday night and everything else and third round and everything. The, the weather got, got to him and he was limping around and he didn't look very good, obviously. And he's got some, obviously there's issues with his, uh, his, his, his entire body. Cause that car, car, uh, accident he had a couple of years back. And then you have the situation with the, uh, just the wear and tear on his body over the years playing golf. Is it time for Tiger Woods just to be put the old pasture and uh, maybe start uh, doing the ceremonial tee off shot with uh, Jack Nicholas and Gary player and the like, because that to me, I think it's a bad look that he's out there pretending to be okay and then because if tiger woods was 11 under would he have called her quits on saturday on saturday night or sunday morning i think he would have found a way to suck it up like um it's a bad look it, it is a bad look i do get it though um because like what's the point right he's not doing it for pride like he was he was literally going to be in the first foursome right so like screw that man like i i had to get up early to like i i had a I'm not getting up at six in the morning to golf eight holes to get closed down. Right. Like it's, it's, I got shit to do, man. I made the cut. They just let me go home. And then I, on that note too, I, I there was a, I saw the headline, but I never read the article. Jason Dave was saying that uh, when he was paired with him a bit back, like the, these, he was actually bleeding. Some of the screws in his surgically repaired leg yeah. were protruding through his skin. And you know what if he, so on that note, like, are we tipping our cat to Tiger Woods for toughing it out and being such a competitor? Is like, what's your what? Like, what are you trying to prove here, man? You got a billion dollars in the bank, like you're not impressing anyone. Every well, any, that's anymore. what I'm saying. Like, they, they like we we laugh at these, not laugh at that. We 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 kind of we, we talk with these athletes a lot about the, it's better to burn out than fade away. It's an old uh, lyric from a uh, Def Leppard song from back in off Pyromania and uh, back in '83. But you wonder why these guys continue to go out there and and I don't want to say I don't want to go as far as saying tarnish your legacy. But it's not a good look for your legacy. Like, what are you going out there for then? You aren't going to win. You have no chance of being who you were. You know your leg's fucked up. You know you have problems. And the 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 elevation changes at Augusta and, and the, the, the competitive nature of the game and how competitive Tiger Woods has been. That's how he became so great. What's the fucking point? Like, honestly, what's the point of going out there when you have you have zero chance of winning? Like um, when Freddie Couples goes out there, his his objective is to make the cut and just play and and beat a, uh, whatever it is that he's going for. And Freddie finds a way every every year on Thursday. He shoots about two three under, puts himself in in contention to make the cut. Makes the cut, plays on Sunday, has some drinks, calls are good. Tiger Woods when he plays golf, he, and because Freddie hasn't been um, a competitive guy in in that kind of nature. To, well, to, he's sixty. To, right? to, to, 60, to, yeah. but, but he hasn't yeah. been a competitive guy to challenge 
for 20 years. So his, so his competitive spirit's a lot different than Tiger Woods is where Tiger goes out there and, and it was a bad look. And it was like, you, you don't want to see a legend like that. And uh, no matter what you think of his, uh, his uh, indiscretions over the years, he's a legend of, of the game. He, and you, you don't want to see a guy uh, with, th- with that uh, pedigree looking like a, d- a, d- a diminished um, of, of his one, oneself. It makes you wonder his motives, right? Is this just all about still Tiger Woods, the brand and, and maybe, maybe just making the cut is all that he cared about at this one. So he can put like, he can just take, he can kind of do the, the Tom Brady thing and just put one of these records so far away uh, out of reach of anybody coming up that, that no one's going to touch that because that's, you know, pretty impressive. Like it's, 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 hella impressive 23 consecutive cuts made right and so yeah if that's his motivation then then i don't know but the thing is no like when when the when this the stat line comes about and when he goes in the golf hall of fame it's all said and done i don't think anybody like if you're a golf fan now if you're a golf fan of, of like if you're a kid who's who's 20 years old now who never saw tiger tee off for his first major or his first masters or whatever it might be i don't think that the fucking line's ever going to be he made 23 straight cuts at the masters nobody's ever going to bring that up nobody they'll talk about how many wins he had this that and 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 the other how many cuts he made that's only going to be a personal thing nobody nobody who talks golf is ever going to bring that up never How, no that, that, that's not necessarily true what about uh like a 14 year old kid that's just kind of getting into golf and he's watching masters with his dad and then like oh there's that tiger woods like how good was he dad and then like that guy was so good and you know so it just keeps the legend alive maybe um, and you know, it's golf. It's not like he's out there turning over pucks like uh Gordie Howe, right? And he's not uh making a a mockery of the game. He still made a fucking cut, right? Yeah. It's like his, his the his, easiest cut he, to make in golf because the way they have it set up, but anyways. Nonetheless, there's still you know a third of the field that doesn't make the cut, right? You know, he's there's a lot, there's yeah whatever it's 50 plus ties right so i don't i don't know how many competitors there are there so i don't know 80 whatever easy. it is yeah i think it so is. nonetheless right it's it's not easy there um it's it's a super difficult course and and not everybody can can golf it well um if you're making cuts i like just get out there but you, like he's the legend of tiger woods and how dominant he was back in the day no one can ever really put that into words or explain how how crazy it was when he was the most dominant golfer on oh that. i i told i totally agree with that and that's why i'm saying maybe sometimes leaving leaving better off left alone and just saying and, and finding the legend of it on youtube instead of watching a diminished diminished person of his of oneself for the kid like you said the 14 year old who's like well, he isn't that fucking good well, like, think of all the hits he got on YouTube. Tiger Woods' greatest moments. Tiger Woods' greatest Masters moments. I bet you there's quite a bump in those kind of things, and I bet you it's it's quite a bit from the younger golfers who have no idea. Like they they showed that Fialga or whatever his name was made that chip in, and it was re- it were really similar 
to Tiger's famous chip in with the the ball oh, just five. I think on that the, was it back yeah, then. That's, yeah, yeah. How long ago that was? All right. So it's it's crazy yeah. that uh, that that's gone about. I I just think sometimes it's just better just to to, to fade away and, and not 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 put yourself in that situation. And the same thing with like another like a, uh, I I wouldn't go as far as putting him in Tiger Woods category, but another guy who's a, a legend in Chicago. There's no doubt about that. He's coming to the end of his. His uh, illustrious career with Chicago Blackhawks, they, they pretty much have said, see you later, whether he calls it a career or not. It's yet to be um, yet to be said. But uh, Jonathan Taves, three-time Stanley Cup winner with the Chicago Blackhawks, he's had a rough goal, but he came back playing a few more games to end the season off to maybe end, end his Blackhawks career. And that's one of those ones you go, do maybe it was time to just, fought, fought, you should have found a way to play a couple of games when, uh, when Kane was there. Uh, to have your guys' swan song together, but coming back for these last few games, it doesn't make a bunch of sense because it's it's uh, not a bad look, but it's just a uh, you don't want to see like, you don't want to see the 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 the, 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 the legends fall like that. Like it's it's, it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch, and and Kane, uh, sorry, Taves is is a totally different animal. Um, like long COVID was what he had. Long COVID, right? And yeah. then um, so. You just can't get your fitness back. Like it's uh, these elite athletes. He's not the only case on the planet with it, but uh, it's, it is what it is. And then it, it starts fucking with your head a bit. And and I think just knowing how, what kind of player he was in his younger days when he was, God, he was good. I thought he was going to, I thought his career was going to be right up there with Sidney Crosby's. It was, uh, he was impressing me so much back well, I would, I, I, like I would have compared like I don't think the points that Crosby did but he was more of a leader like a, like, a, like an Eisenman or a Sackett kind of a deal right like one yeah. of those deals like a like a, a Trevor Linden yeah plus, heart and one soul of those guys. locker room yeah. guy like a, a second one of those kind of guys thing, even at that very young age right yeah. he was a they don't win those cups without him like uh and and that's with his play both uh, on the ice and and his leadership within yeah. the room, holding those guys together, because um, he had something special, and 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 for someone like him, yeah, the, the writing is clearly on the wall. Like if you can't get fit, that's sorry, but if like, long COVID is keeping you from being in the shape that you have to be to play one of the most physically demanding sports on the planet, then. It's time to make a hard decision. You wonder who makes who has that long conversation with guys who are Hall of Famers and the like and successful and rich beyond belief and everything else. You wonder who ends up having that conversation with these athletes and with these megastars that says, hey, you know, maybe it's time to, to call her good. Because eventually, and we said this before, uh, a lot eventually you just run out of games like you can't just do it forever you're not you're not kiss you're not motley crew who you think can go on and no one's gonna tell you any differently because you'll keep pet packing arenas but eventually with athletes you can't play anymore you just can't physically do it anymore and be competitive anymore and you wonder who eventually has this conversation with these guys that says dude you're you're you, you can't play here anymore you can't do this do you want to be the the fourth line winger for the fucking Anaheim Ducks, or do you do you want to be the guy that they're that the that the younger guys on the tour are saying, "Geez, I wish Tiger would just take the ceremonial fucking tee off and call it good." Like you wonder who eventually has the conversation with these guys that says, "Can you maybe just take a step back and this is it?" Well, 
Um, is it family? It, is it management? Is it ownership? Well, I hot, like, with these guys, I don't think it's so sorry. Because with these with these guys, I don't like with a hockey player or a baseball player. I don't think it's even management because when these guys are legendary, it has to go to ownership more than just management. Oh no, it goes to management too because you know, um, like Joe Thornton's not playing this year, is he? No, I think he's finally out because I bet you he'd still play for league minimum. And you know, like what? What person, what what GM wouldn't salivate to have Joe Thornton to be a present in the locker room with uh, all his experience and his professionalism and to be like a fourth line center and help on the power play for league minimum. But then now take a step back. It's like, what am I paying for? Am I paying for like leadership and experience and, and a good presence? Or am I am I paying for the young guys to look down the bench and like, oh geez. I gotta go with that guy. I like that guy. He's just too slow. I get it, man. But like, he's too slow. I can't relate. He's he's he doesn't get any of the jokes, and and he's just not good. Like, he is. It's it's now old Joe. It's not Joe Thornton, Hall of Famer, one of the best passers of the of the past thirty years. Yeah. And I mean, no disrespect, Joe Thornton. I'm it's sorry. an example. Like, yeah. 100%, yeah. 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 But because like you, you have a, he's had a hell of a career. I, I really enjoyed him as a player, as a quote, as a leader. But like you say, you, you just run out of, you just run out of time. And, and now it's not, it's, it's almost more for the fans on the road to see Joe Thornton one last time than, than the actual positive influence um, with the kids, because like, who's this old man? Like, you know, he's been playing longer than they've been on the tit for Christ's sake. Right. So w- what's he supposed to teach him anymore? Yeah. Like you, you just wonder like when, like when, when you're like, if you're, because these guys to be elite athletes, like they are to be legends, like they are, you got to have a certain, uh, persona and a perfect swagger or a certain swagger and everything else that they're saying like I, and they gotta have the confidence and the the uh, not, not not pompous attitude but they gotta have an attitude going out there day in day out to be able to do to be who they are and you just wonder when they go fuck i don't want to do well, this anymore like uh, i don't but- like i don't like I, like yeah i'll show flash the greatness because in golf you have you have a chance in golf to to make a good shot now and then right and, and it's one of those things i mean i i've, I've played golf at uh, one of the, the nicest golf courses in canada and i birdied every hole i can't do it all at once and and that's how golf has it has it uh has it with, with with these guys who can put it all together? I mean, you you look at Phil Mickelson putting together that round he put together on on Sunday, so he's kind of still got it. So now, okay, I I just thought of this now because they're playing less rounds on the Live Tour. If Tiger had to, because he doesn't play much anymore, obviously, but like let, let's just say if Tiger had a couple of good wheels on him. If he went to live and only played 19 times a year or 11 times a year, whatever it might be, would that have been an option? Right. Uh, And only only three rounds, not four. Yeah. Well, and they threw the bank at him, right? They, they were going to pay him literally as much as he wanted. And he said, no, I think there's going to be a B word in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then also to the tiger Woods point, um, like if you, if you just go and look on Thursday, uh, tigers practice rounds packed, Mm-hmm. Like championship Sunday pack, like the, everybody was there to see Tiger. So he's like, even with his diminished game, he's still putting asses in the seats. People want to see him and they want to see him 
at the Masters. And, you know, on that thing, maybe, you know, I don't know a thing here. Maybe there's all his sponsors have, he has meet and greets. And, like, this is his one tournament he's going to do his best. Well, that's and, what I Is there know, obligations put out there that the, the PGA or the Masters or the sponsors that say, you are playing because we, we gave you this much money? Like, let's not, let's not forget, he gave, he gave away $600 million to his wife, ex-wife, sorry. Yeah. I don't care if you have a billion dollars. It's still 600 million. Yeah, but he's still generating crazy he's risk okay. revenue. And yeah, it, it, we'll get off this in a second here, but Dave, Dave, is that a problem the PGA might have? Is that their biggest draw is their most diminished athlete? Um, he yeah, is. Yeah. He's no, the I biggest draw. And yeah, he ain't no. winning. He ain't, he, well, he ain't you know what? He might fuck out after the screws are coming through your leg. Like you said, his screws are coming out of his ankle. He may never play again. And he's still their biggest draw. Is that a problem that the PGA might have? Well, it's, it's definitely a, a concern, right? Because if he puts asses in the seats and I don't think anyone is going to dominate like he did, like, like did. the 10 the year run he, he, he was on was like, he he won a full third of the tournaments that he entered, I believe. And he was in the top, well, I don't even know if he got top tens. If he was top ten on Sunday, he won the goddamn thing. Yeah. He never finished second. He was such a closer. He was so intimidating. It was golf unlike anything we've ever seen up to that point. Um, even though Nicholas still has more majors than Tiger, like Tiger was like literally the 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 most dominant force on the PGA tour for 15 years change the game and every player who who makes any money on that game including the, the live tour guys they deserve uh, tiger deserves like 10 to 15 percent of whatever they're, they're making because he changed the way that the game was the the, the it's like we're giving the fun. game it was played the game was marketed the way courses are set up it's, yep. like, it's like we're doing his fucking eulogy here on the 1420 podcast on a monday night but it might be over. Like, there's, like he might just say that's enough. Like who? Like I, I can't do it anymore. I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to. But he he's put a lot of money in a lot of guys' pockets over the years, and uh, and the money he made it pales in comparison to the other money people have 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 made off of him. Yeah, exactly. Well, just when you look at the purses and kind of, and that kind of shit how it now, changed, right? it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the marketing and just, yeah, just everything about golf and how many kids started playing golf because of Tiger Woods, right? He was just a marketing machine. Yeah. And then never mind the scandals, right? And and like, you know, that if he didn't have a scandal, I couldn't imagine. Like if he had a Sid Crosby kind of career, like uh yeah, I I said it before, and I'll I'll say it again. I I and Deanne gives me shit for this all the time, but the only mistake that boy ever made was getting married. Really. If he yeah. if Tiger Woods doesn't get married, he had a he had a pretty blessed life, really. Yes, he has kids off on the whole thing, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about that. But if Tiger Woods uh, was just a playboy having a good time uh, back in 2000, I think in 2010, nobody cares. Nobody. Yeah, well, they still would care, but like it's not, not like, but whatever. Not like not like they happen, right? It wouldn't have made the news. Oh, I think it would have when you when the biggest sports star on the planet. No, um, because there there wouldn't have been a golf club through a window, right? Well, that's that. Well, that's true. But sooner or later, it would have gotten like, uh, just, It would have been some some uh, some some jilted girlfriend being mad at him, and that Possibly, that, that, that yeah. doesn't make the news. Yeah, you're right. Right, like all right. 
But being a cad, no one likes a cad, right? No one can embrace a cad. Well, who's a cad? Every rock star on the planet. Yeah, but that's different. I'm talking about a sports star, right? Uh, I don't know, but... I don't know. I imagine there's a couple cads out there. I'm sure there's a few. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. A that, couple of swordsmen's on that, 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 have done, that, that, that have done pretty well. Have a pretty decent Rolodex kind of deal going on in 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 the in the world. But you know, no Tiger. Like, I I don't want to like if it's if it's over, it's over. And I, I hope that wasn't the last time we see him because that was a a pretty a pretty weak look for 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 a, uh, an all time great. And it was a, a weak look on, and yeah, it was just a weak look. Yeah, it, it is too bad that this is uh, what it is. And and I, I think it's more than anything is that car wreck he got into a couple of yeah. years back. Like that, yeah. like he damn near lost his leg. And then if he wasn't Tiger Woods, I, I believe he, he would retire. He'd be sitting drinking Mai Tais on the beach someplace. But yeah. he has a competitive spirit. I imagine he has some uh, uh, endorsement obligations still. And he takes that seriously. He's a businessman as well. And, and what do you do? It, it's it, like aside from the the fucked up leg, it's it's a uh, I, it's a problem I wouldn't mind having. Yeah, I'll trade him problems if he wants. Like it's fucking one of those deals, right? Like we, we want to have a swap. The old, old Tiger and Eldrick and Brent can switch for a week. Whatever else the other thing. Yeah, he ain't, yeah. he ain't sitting in his basement here, right? No, uh, he's not worried about the podcast and Caldera Caldera Lab dot com. <laughs> Anyways, the fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by Caldera Lab and Caldera Lab dot com. Uh, use promo code one four two zero. Lab at calderalab.com and get 20% off their men's skincare products today and keep that youthful exuberance on your mug all year long. I can tell you're using it. You're looking more youthful and exuberant every time I see you, man. I tell you what, I feel uh, fresh as a daisy. Well, see, and I don't, you haven't shared any, but I'm already more youthful (laughs) and exuberant than you, anyways. There you go. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek today. Dave, the uh, Boston Bruins won their 63rd game of the season last night, setting a new record for points in the season in the National Hockey League. Connor McDavid has 150 some points now, 151, I think it is that now. Uh, both like McDavid and and the Bruins have had seasons that no one's seen in a long, 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 long time. McDavid's on a he's on a, on a it seems like he's a force to record with. He's doing everything he can do. If he gets six points in the last two games, he's going to match a record only held by Gretzky and uh, uh, Mario Lemieux, the guys who scored 156 points in a season. Which is pretty lofty, fucking the company, Dave. Which, uh, which, which is a, a more is a more uh, 
lofty accomplishment, the Bruins season or the McDavid season so far? I think it's the McDavid season because um, it's been so long since anything has happened like that. Like uh, I, Tampa, I believe, is one of the teams that had a record similar similar to Boston. And didn't that get team get rolled by Columbus first round of the playoffs? So, you know, uh, I, I heard it a couple times this weekend watching the sports shows. Um, historic, one of the best teams in NHL history. No, no, no. That's not even close. One of the best records, in the, the best record, regular season record. It don't mean shit until the playoffs. Like, you know, uh, when I you look at those records that they beat, I always think that those uh, Oilers from the 80s are going to be mentioned there, but they weren't. Like, because they would take days off. They they can flip the switch. And come playoff time, you know, they, they I remember the one year, they, the Oilers, they only lost two games to winning the cup. They flipped the switch. And when, if Boston does that, then yes, we can, we can crown them one of the best teams that's ever played. Um, uh, one of the, yeah, one of the best teams that's, that's ever played. If they, if you can go and just roll through the playoffs, then I think you can call them one of the best, best record. Yeah. You need a lot of luck. Uh, and when I say a lot of luck, I mean, injuries, you gotta, you gotta have, other teams just it's it's winning and it's being a professional and it's all good things and i don't mean to shit on this accomplishment because that's not what i mean but that i i think uh an individual going out there like mcdavid uh has this year um putting up points like no one has ever done in 20 years it's i think that's that's a that's a bigger accomplishment and and that's coming from just a fan of the game, not as an Oilers honk. Yeah, like you look at the Bruins record, like, and I think you said it best. Like we we talked about it a month or two ago, and we're talking about Presidents Trophy victories and everything else. And like the, when if, if a team wins a Presidents Trophy, does anybody get to take the replica little trophy home and put it on their mantle? They might, or they probably just give it to their kid to go and play with it and give it away to play in street hockey. That the Presidents Trophy, yeah, it's a nice accomplishment, but you you got to have the the end of the year thing and and, and win, win it all. The, the, but but it doesn't hurt to win that many games, obviously, because it sets you up to be in the situation that you're in. But I also think that it can it can kind of be a, a hindrance a little bit when you roll in the playoffs a little because they I haven't like, seen adversity right now. I would be sitting guys a little bit, have a day off, have a day off here, have a day off, a day off there. They they clinched the President's Trophy about a week and a half ago. I mean, or in all reality, probably a month and a half ago, but they, they, they clinched a week and a half ago. I would have been sitting guys a little bit for, for, cause there, there are, there are some guys that are a little bit long in the tooth right now with the Bruins there. And they are, they're a long way since that Stanley cup win in 2011. That's 12 years ago. And some of those guys have been a lot of hockey in, in their systems with the Olympics and with everything else that they, the world championships or they, that these guys do play. I don't know if the Bruins are really been handling this situation uh, the best they possibly could. Yeah, they're 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 more players are more fit than they they've ever been. Yeah, players are are more skilled than they've ever been. But I I don't know. I would have been sitting guys because winning a Presidents Trophy it don't mean five eights of fuck all. Like, you look at all those ones that the the uh, Detroit Red Wings won and the the Colorado Avalanche won and everything else. And I, I I guarantee it to a man, not one fan, not one not one player, not one part of the the ownership group 
talks about winning a president's fucking trophy. It's oh. about, it's about winning Stanley Cups. And for, for them to, to, to have this record, it's great. And you can say maybe 50 years down the road when you're 85 years old at the Boston Garden having a having a beverage and having a Sam Adams talking about the good old days. You, you can mention that we won 64, 65 games, where it's going to turn out to be. But when you don't win a Stanley Cup and have a season like that, that's just, it, that'd be a pretty tough pill to, to, to swallow. I think the Calgary Flames have two presidents' trophies and 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 one Stanley Cup, you know. And I don't. I listen to Calgary radio and I listen to the barn burner with uh with those Calgary Flames boys, <laughs> and they don't ever once talk about getting the uh, presidents' trophy boys back together when they come to town. Not once. I've never even heard that they have reunions for people that win rings. They don't have people to 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 celebrate having the best record in the in the NHL because you know why inevitably every story is going to come back to what they did wrong in the playoffs and how they fucked it up the thing with with McDavid like he's we can talk about him him as well like he, he'll get 150 points or 156 points whatever he might end up with but at the end of the day if he doesn't win something he brought it up himself the other day he wants to be uh, one of the all-timers it's it's kind of setting his goals but he knows that he needs to win a Stanley Cup to be to be even mentioned in the in the same vernacular as guys like uh as uh Mary Lemieux and Bobby Orr and Wayne Gretzky well even Crosby and Taves Crosby because Crosby He's got fifteen hundred career points now, and 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 the like, and like yes, uh, McDavid's on a on a pace to to blow past those stats. There's no doubt about that. But unless you win something, because Sidney Crosby's won a lot, he's won a lot of things. McDavid hasn't had the chance because there's no been best on best competitions that have been playing in the Olympics. But Crosby has won a lot. A lot, and he has fifteen hundred plus career points. He's probably got another couple of years left in his career before he retires. Um, McDavid needs to, because this season might be the exact same thing as the Bruins season. If if McDavid doesn't deliver something of of relevance, and I'm not just talking a fucking winning a round or two, he better get to a finals and, and do some damage before his career is over, or else he'll be one of those guys who, yeah, you didn't do fuck all. I agree. And, you know, it, it's never the, the Oilers have been fucking white hot the last 20 games. 12 0 2 since they traded for that defenseman. I can't remember his name that, that they got from uh, from uh, Nashville. But yeah. Yeah. But and yeah. So, it, you know, and 12 1 2, whatever it's been. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that's once again, two fifths of fuck all. Right. But they're, they put themselves in a position, you know, they're going to have home ice at least for the first lap of the playoffs. Um, the West is easier than the East. Um, not that not that Vegas and and uh, Colorado are going to be easy outs. Like it's the NHL playoffs. LA's got it's, a hockey team right now too. For somehow, like I don't yeah. know how the fuck they're doing it, but they're doing it too. One Edmonton's beat them twice in the last yeah. five games. Which which once again, this is regular season, not the playoffs. Everything changes up. If this this is the best chance he's ever had since he's been an Oiler. Well, I guess that's the only thing he's ever known, be an oiler. And, you know, uh, anything short of uh, a Western final against the Avs is an abject failure. Like, that's the only team that... that I, think, I, would- I think for a guy like right now, because he, 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 obviously... Um, dry has got 125 points on his own as well. Like you can't, you can't look, look, look back on the season. He's out of the career. That guy's been, been having, 
as well. But I think anything less, Dave, for me, anything less than them going to the uh, the, the Stanley Cup Finals and f- facing whoever, maybe the Bruins might be a thing. But like, look back those those '80s uh, playoff or, or Stanley Cup Finals back in the '80s that the Oilers and the With Bruins Andy had in the fog. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that could I think anything anything less than the Stanley Cup final this year for McDavid, we, I, I think it would be considered a failure just as much as the, the the Bruins not getting to the finals this year would be a failure. Yeah, like 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 so what do you do if you like well he has to put together a good but if he if he leads all scores and wins the scoring race and doesn't even make the Stanley Cup finals, <laughs> excuse me. I think it might have be time to have, to have one of those hard conversations. Treat me right fucking now. You know, you're you're not giving me the team I need to win, and and because you got to think a guy a guy like that, yeah, you, yeah, you built a brand new house in fucking Edmonton, wherever it is, and wherever, they, whatever they sell, someone will live it, live in it. I'm gonna live there, and you can build another one because yeah, you're only and you're only making twelve million a year, and you're you're largely underpaid in the National Hockey League because a lot of these. These owners are making way more money than they're letting out to be in the salary cap. You way higher than it is, and on and on it'll go. Well, uh, this endorsement money he goes to an American he, he city. He does right? okay. He go he goes to the Rangers. Right. Could you imagine the, the money he would get with the Rangers? The money would he would get there. Play for play for seven million and make fucking forty a year on endorsements. You bet. Right. So mm-hmm. whatever it could be. And the Rangers have a hell of a hockey team right now as well. Right. So you just you just wonder if if something doesn't happen. With the Oilers this year, like I th- they have, a, they have a shot, and they're and like you said, they're they're white hot right now, and they 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 could do something because McDavid, like we said this for a while, he has that rocky look in his eyes, the eye of the tiger kind of deal right now, and there's something going good there, and I I, I quite like the way he's playing, and he he seems like he's on a mission and that statement he made on Saturday night after the, their game, I think was with San Jose when he said, I want to be mentioned the same name or, or in this, in the same, the same t- as the greats, t- yeah. as the greats, as, as Gretzky, as Bobby, Orr. and you know what those guys did? They won. And until you, until you, and hockey's one of those things, one of those sports, I think football, football is much, but it's, it's a little bit tougher, but hockey's one of those sports. That if you don't win, you don't get mentioned with the, with the greats. You you just don't. Marcel Dion, right? One of the, yeah, one of the one of the top five scorers of all time. I never think of him until you just said his name. I never yeah. think of Marcel Dion. As ever. you were talking there, I was just thinking. But Marcel Dion, I remember being a kid looking at the hockey cards. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was always top three, top four, like. Los Angeles King in those purple, like yeah. uh, purple and orange, uh, sorry, purple and yellow uniforms. But Marcel Dion, he never even sniffed the cup. The Kings were terrible back then. And didn't he? He started yeah. in Buffalo, didn't he? And then, yeah. and, then, and then finished off in with the Rangers. I just remember, yeah, I remember but him I remember, being a king. Forever. But I, I remember him as a king forever and ever. And didn't, and, but yeah. you know, you score 120 points a year forever and ever. But I don't think Marcel Dion is one of the all-time greats. He is. He is. He's in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think of him at all as one of those guys. I don't know. And, you know, and that was even back in the era, era where, like, you can't say trade me right fucking now. Right. When a team yeah. drafts you, like, you're you're there. That's where you're going to hang out. Yeah. And and but, you know, it was like it was him. It was Mike Bossy. It was Guy Lafleur, And then Gretzky came onto the scene. But you look, you, you, all, those, all those other guys you named. One, they won, they won, they won. They had Stanley Cups. All of them, multiples. 
Like it's crazy. I was talking about uh, I can't remember who it was the other day about Mike Bossy. Uh, he only played ten years in the league, and nine of them he had fifty goals at least. Um, he unbelievable. But his knees got the best. I mean, he only played for ten yeah. years, but he had a he he averaged over fifty goals a year. Like it, it's it's unbelievable how many goals, like how good that guy was. And those Islander teams, they. They don't get enough credit, those Islander teams, I don't think, because how the, the league was just different. Those Islander teams were unbelievable back then. Unbelievable. Tough and 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 goal and could score goals. Like even like the they had the two they had two setters on those teams. They had Billy Smith, who was tougher than shit. They had Trache and Bossy who could score. They had John Tonelli back to oh, Tonelli, yeah. yeah. They had Bob, a, Bobby Nystrom. They had uh, who was the, the defenseman number Clark five? Gillies, Pot, uh, Potvin, oh, no. Dennis, Potvin. Denny Potvin on defense. Not Holland, like, Danny Potvin. That was the goal scorer from Chicago. Was, uh, not Danny Potvin. Uh, Potvin. His last name. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I know exactly. His name's who Potvin. Yeah. What else yeah. his first name? I'm sorry, I blew that for all my our Islander listeners out there. But anyways, no, yeah, I, I think like I think, but I think that you can. They're they're both like the the Bruin season, the McDavid season. They're all time seasons. But if 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 one, the Bruins need to win a Stanley Cup. McDavid needs to get to a Stanley Cup. I agree with for, that. For for either of these these seasons to even mean anything, because at the end of the day, uh, McDavid, if if he doesn't win a cup this year, he's going to have the sixth or seventh best point total ever yeah. and what's that the Nothing. best since whatever 1997 good for yeah, you whatever right here's, on. So, here's your chicklets yeah, so, like, so you're still down. you're still seventh in line behind all of gretzky's and lemieux's stats right for, for single season which isn't your fault and we're really proud of you but uh different eras but, but yeah, you're still but like with like 20 years down the road when kids are doing whatever it is, however, they're going to find their stats on hockey DB, whatever it's going to be nowadays. And you just look at it and it, it shows up compared to what we had 30 years ago. When you actually had to look things up, you still have the sixth or seventh best record or best point total. And that's it. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. You have to win. You have to, you have to, that's it. And, and you know, it, and it's cruel, but that's, it, it's especially hockey. It's, it's, it, it, it's just there's there's just too much there's too much at stake making the playoffs is is fine and dandy but until you actually put that cup over your head you're you become a lot more forgettable yeah. a marcel dion 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players by players. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beer Sports, talking a whole lot more. Uh, we're part of the Belly Up Network, powered by BellyUpMedia.com. Uh, make sure you check out all their shows on BellyUp.com today. There's lots of uh, articles and and uh, other podcasts that I'm sure that our listeners will enjoy as well. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com today. Dave, as I was watching the Masters on... Uh, Saturday afternoon when I got done baseball and then Sunday morning when they were finishing up the third round and I was just before I was going to the ball field I was I, I found my because I don't have a dog in the, in the race or a horse in the fight or whatever it is uh, when it comes to, to to golf I I watch it just for the sake of watching it. it's the Masters so you're supposed to as a sports guy uh, as a podcaster and just to make sure you you're filling fill, fill the blanks and checking all the boxes uh, it's enjoyable I like it but I found myself cheering against Brooks Kepka. Like every time he was lining up for a tee shot, I was like, put it in the bush, put it in the bush. Like just fade one away. And every time he was lining up for a putt, I was like, miss, miss, miss. Under my breath, not saying it out loud. I was like, fuck, I hope this guy blows it. And it all stems from watching that full swing documentary on Netflix a few weeks back. I've only watched a couple, three episodes of it, but I found that Brooks Kepka to be an absolute fucking dickhead. And he just came across as a, as a complete nozzle to me. Uh, is it wrong to push judgment on a guy that you really don't know anything about and that to, to, to hope bad things for when you're watching a golf tournament? Because like with, with golf, you only have that athlete. That, that you can cheer for or against. Is it wrong of me to be acting like, acting like a, a petulant 14-year-old uh, watching golf? Absolutely not. That's what sports <laughs> is all about, man. You got to cheer for the home team, and you got to root against the, the, the opposition. Golf is different because you get to pick who the home team is, right? You get to pick your favorite golfers, and you pick your favorite golfers because of whatever, because of the way they dress because of the way they smoke the ball, because of the way they're short game, because there's so much money putting, because whatever. You pick your reasons why you're going to like and not like a guy, and that's kind of a fun thing about golf. Like me, for me, it's all fat read. That fat read, I cannot stand that guy. He makes my blood bowl. I hated that guy before he started. He wanted well, isn't years. there rumors that he's a, he's a cheater? Like, that's kind of well yeah. known that he has the the whole the pocket that theory funny. and everything yeah. else there's a there's like he always has four or five balls in his pocket when he goes in the never bush. has a Bound bad it. line yeah found it yeah. never has a bad line never loses a ball uh sues his parents he's suing McElroy he's suing this guy oh really oh yeah he's his litigious motherfucker too Right. And I can't, I, people like that. It's just like, where do you get off? Like he's divorced his parents and just, just sit there and be fat and get out of my way. Sign with live. He's a liver too. And you know, and that's also too, I cheer against the live guys. Um, uh, Mickle fat. I cheer against, I cheer against Serge. I, I don't even know if Serge teed it up this year. Did he? I don't think he did. I, no. Oh no, he did. He missed the cut. But, you know, fuck you, Serge. Fuck you, fat. Fuck you, Mickle fat. Like, and it's so Kepka by, I, I don't, I don't dislike him the way you dislike him. I hate, I hate him. I yeah. hate him. 
Yeah, but no, he's down on. You know, I, I don't even I don't even hate him as much as I hate his wife, and that makes me hate him because his wife come across as complete fucking idiot on the on that Netflix documentary, and and anybody who would marry someone like that must be a dickhead too. So that's why I hate Kepka because his wife seems like more of a fucking douche nozzle than than he does, and th- and that's why I hate him as much because I wouldn't. I mean, fuck. Who? Who the fuck am I? But like, I I wouldn't associate with with her at all. Like, I'd be like, get the you fuck put up with that B level shit. Like, get out, get out. That's no, we're not talking. We're not. Screw off. <laughs> she is such an idiot, like an idiot. Because even during that documentary, she was blabbing about something, and he was brushing her off. That's how much the, uh, she annoys him. And then, so if if she's annoyed by him and he sticks with her, I I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. Like it's just not. Like and, and golf, golf might be one of the only sports because, like like we said, there's only it's just athlete, 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 and that's it. You're not a team. Golf might be the only thing. Only thing where you, when you hate some or like you you could hate guys on teams and you can hate teams, but it gets more personal with golf. I think. It just gets more personal. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, golf and tennis, and I don't watch near the tennis I I used to. Like, in fact, I watch almost no tennis. But back in the day when I was in my teens and and twenties, I watched a ton of tennis. I was a big McEnroe fan. Didn't care for Connors. Yvonne Lendl didn't care for him at all. Like Stefan Edberg from Sweden, I didn't like Mads Vlander. But yeah. it's all the game and 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 the way they give their their interviews. I warmed up. I saw. I actually saw Andre Agassi play tennis live when uh, once too, but nonetheless, it was. It's all a matter of like how they conduct themselves, and, and so I think. I think when you're cheering for players in 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 individual sports such as golf and tennis, it becomes more indicative of things that you like and don't like their extension. I'm not going to say an extension of your personality, but an extension of, of things that you strive to be or like, and you don't like guys that are really good at golf, but carry themselves like absolute donkeys. Like the only thing I could, I could possibly compare it to Dave is maybe if I wasn't a Yankees guy and, and if a rod didn't go to the Yankees. So I kind of had to tolerate a guy that was on my team, uh, you know, getting the odd RBI and a home run and went helping to win games. They only won the one championship with him, but you, you kind of have to cheer for a guy that's on your team uh, that, that you cheer for. If a rod would have stuck around safe in, in Texas forever. I mean, Texas is irrelevant. The Rangers are, nobody cares about the Rangers, but if a rod, let's say went to, to the, Red Sox, maybe that would have been a different situation where, I, okay, I hate that player and I hate that team. And there's reasons why I would have hated a rod. Just like I mentioned with Kepka, he's a nozzle. He does this, does this. It would have been easy to hate. Like a rod would have been those easily hateable guys for me uh, that, that most team sports don't have. Right. So a- he gave, yeah, he gave you an out, to stop hating, but you still. I, I didn't. Him. I never. I never liked him till the end, where he tricked me, and I've, 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 I've apologized to people before how how A Rod did trick me, the forgive campaign, the whole bit. He tricked me, and I hate him again now that he's he's, he's off a team, and now now he's just on on TV. I can't stand listening to his voice. But if he was would have been playing for a team other than the Yankees, he would have been that guy that I would have easily hated back 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 in his playing days. You know what? I listened to your podcast, uh, your podcast, uh, Aaron uh, Brutally Honest, the other day, 
You took a pretty good run at old Mikey Trout, who has not done anything bad in his career except for sign contracts for a lot of fucking money. Chicken shit, I believe. Like if if Mike Trout wanted to win somewhere, and I said it with brutally honest with Aaron, if Mike Trout actually wanted to, to do something with his career and win something and not just pad stats, he could. He would walk into whoever's fucking it's not I know it's not Gene Autry anymore. It's been Gene Gene Autry for a long time. <laughs> Marty but, Marino or something. Marino or Artie yeah. Marino. Artie if, Marino. If Mike Trout wanted to do something with his career, he and and to win something, he could very easily walk into his to t- ownership office and say, trade me right now, make the make it get done i don't want to be here this team stinks we're always going to stink i want to go i made a mistake signing that contract figure it out i want to go trout's a chicken shit so like calling him like you think he's a chicken shit but you don't hate him i don't hate him i just think he's kind of he just he, i think he mails it in he plays good enough to be mike trout and he doesn't do anything to go to the next level what, what like what else do you want from him like he's 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 played away he is playing to win. No, he's not. He, it's he, easy. To, it's easy to play baseball when your team when when you're when you're playing games that don't matter. So you think his Hall of Fame career is is kind of padding stats after game one twenty, like the last forty. He's just raking just because he can, and and he's seeing some. Let's compare. Look, 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 okay, we we just I, talked. About, I don't know. We just talked last segment about and McDavid. Don't do fuck all. What's what's his career? What the fuck's the difference with Mike Trout? Yeah, but he's making the playoffs every year, McDavid, right? So Trout's actually even worse. We're not even putting the effort into even being on a team that's relevant. But we also said that hockey is a different sport than baseball, right? Because so much fewer play, there's so many more games, and there's so much more fewer teams making the playoffs. If Trout wanted to win something or give himself a chance to win something, he very easily could. Very easily. So you think... Like to to respect Mike Trout, he has to say if Otani leaves, he should leave too. He should leave too. He says like you guys lied to me. You guys got brought this guy we in, haven't done anything. And, I, and I appreciate it, but you haven't addressed the real issues. It takes more than two to carry a team. You got Carlo or Anthony Rendon fucking choking out fucking fans. That's war, who you get. War of zero, one. zero. Sorry, yeah. Well, you might have got one this week. Who knows? Whatever, whatever, yeah. Might have improved the stats this week. Who knows? But yeah, it's... I saw the Jason. Their closer plumped him with the bases loaded. So I don't, I don't know if that was that was quite the ball game yesterday. I, 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 caught, I caught the end of that thing yesterday. <laughs> my, uh, my sister, she was watching. She must have been watching the Jays game as well. It's funny how baseball kind of overtakes people a little bit when it comes to uh, this time of year. But it, uh, she asked me how I felt about the extra innings rule. Do you like it? The the guy on first and second and the, I don't care. Just like I, I I get it why they do it and it's to save arms and to to get these games over with. I honestly I don't care because you know the the there's nothing cool about a game going seventeen innings except it. But there's nothing cool about on, in game one sixty two with a guy on second base and extra rings when a game means something and a, and a bunt error costs a guy the fucking a playoff spot. Well, you know that that would that or, would or it it costs a team that's not even playing in that game a playoff spot when you're not playing the real game. But both that's teams, what bothers me. Both teams get a chance. Like, like when you're exactly when, when, when you're not playing the the, the game that's played for ninety nine percent of the season, and that costs somebody something. I don't like that. That's overtime in the NFL. That's overtime in hockey, and now that's overtime in. Baseball. I I don't like overtime in hockey and I, basketball I and NBA basketball is a joke. So like I don't yeah. care. Right. 
No, um, I, I just find it. I, I, I find it shitty when they, they, they change the rules at the end of a game or in the middle of a game to, for, to, for TV, for, for TV reasons. I, I think it's wrong. I don't think they do it for TV. I, I That's actually the think, only reason why they do it. No, I, I think they don't want to burn arms, right? I think, I think the players then don't like pull to, a pitch in the fifth inning. Cause he's thrown 80 pitches. That's a, that's a point as well, but you know, like there, there's, you know, a, a 17 inning game, like is, is not cool either. Wait, like, but how many, we're not a stats podcast by any means. Like you, you wonder how many of those there were, there would be a year anyways. Right. Well, there's a lot less 12 inning games than there used to be. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. You just wonder why. Right. Anyways, it's just odd. Dave, we got some, who is better. We'll call it tonight. You ready to go? I am. Who is better? Uh, Brooks Kepka or Brooks Alberta? Oh, Brooks Alberta is an armpit of a town. <laughs> I swear for all those on Brooks, but yeah, I will take Brooks Kepka any day, all day. Like I don't, I don't have the I. But the one thing I don't like about him is he's a liver. Um, but uh, he dedicated his his career to to showing up in majors, which he has. He's won yes, four, yes. and he licked the jar this weekend. It's it was it's actually quite rare for him to choke one away. And he choked this one away to Rom, who I dig this guy's action. I really like that. He's pretty solid. Rom. He seems like a solid yeah. dude. Yeah. He seems like a really good guy. Um, so I'm taking um I'm taking uh Brooks Kepka over Brooks Alberta. There's an old joke about uh Brooks Alberta. And like I people out in Brooks, I'm if you listen to our show, I I apologize, but there was a joke being for Fort McLeod where it's very very for those who listen to our show, we you you know that uh it's it's quite breezy in Fort McLeod, Alberta. It, when I say quite breezy, it's fucking windy all the time. Uh and there's a joke. Why is it uh, windy in Fort McLeod? Brooks sucks. It's one of those things, right? So it's been a joy. It was a joke. I think it was a joke my dad had back uh, 30, 40 years ago. But yeah, one of those things. Uh, hey, you know what? I've never spent any time there more than an hour, right? Uh, but I have been there. And 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 so I, I too, apologize. But it's, yeah, it's, it's my opinion. And it's I'm a lot. To have it. Dave, who is better? Ryan Reynolds uh, might be buying the Ottawa Senators for $800 million somehow, or Nolan Ryan. That's a really good one because Nolan Ryan is, um, I'm not going to call him the best pitcher ever. Um, I'm going to say he's in the conversation. He's the strikeout king, longevity. No hits. Really seemed like a solid man. Ryan Reynolds, obviously about 30 years younger, um, Canadian. Um, I put Brian Reynolds is around 40. Is Nolan a 45? Like Ryan Reynolds uh, would be around. Okay, Nolan, Nolan Ryan pitched in the 69 World Series, right? He would have been 23, 24 then, right? So that's yeah. that's how many, like, uh, math's not really strong. So that, that's 54 years ago. He'd be 77, 78 years old, I guess. Right. Okay. So yeah. So closer yeah, to so eighty, I, to, closer to eighty to seventy. I would. I put the over under thirty five years. Uh, he has on Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, um, funny guy. Good little uh, uh, IMDb page on him. Seems like a totally decent dude. Like uh, if you follow his Twitter feed, you see what he's doing with uh, McElhaney. Uh, with that, buying that uh, soccer team in in Wales, wants to do good by his uh, 
his uh, Ontario, his Canadian roots, and by the Ontario, Ontario, Ottawa Senators. I like, I like them both. Who, you know what? I am going to give this one to who is better. I'm going to say it is um, Nolan Ryan because I, of his because of his accomplishments on the field. Seven no hitters will never be touched. His strikeout record will never be touched. And beating it's, up Robin Ventura and 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 taking a guy under With your arm, half his age, Ventura, Ventura charges him out, and that's one I want to get that one. Like I've been meaning to buy that that uh that poster with the, the the signing of, of robin ventura just getting fed knuckles from the old texan fucking just giving Two it to hall him. of famers yeah yeah just fucking give it to the other nolan ryan like the, the, the seven the seven no hitters the strikeouts the way he went about getting the strikes because he struck out our main man ricky anderson thing for number for, for for his five his five thousand strikeout was one of the, the things in the whole bit like yeah nolan ryan just seemed like a really a really good guy and he just uh he i, I, I thought he 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 personified how pitchers are a little different now. Like he's, I, I like the way he pitched, and he, you you miss guys that that that, that uh, with that that work ethic that now compared to what it is now compared to what's 120 130 100 i think he had one pitch one no hitter with 149 yeah not now guys to 80 or i'm tired right and like, like yeah, nolan I, just like his career like he he left no bullets in that and time. he and he pitched so he couldn't pitch no more. It wasn't like, yeah. like he, he actually let, left the field when his arm just, that was it. I'm done. Okay, exactly. I'm done. And I it was in Seattle, it. I believe. It was a great Netflix documentary on that. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is better? Phil Mickelson or Philip Banks? Uncle Phil from Fresh oh, Prince Uncle of Bel-Air. Phil. Oh, geez. Uh, this one, I didn't care for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I really didn't. Um, I enjoyed it at times, but it's, it's, it's hardly on the hierarchy of, of any show I've ever watched. So I'm going to give this one to Micklefat, um, just because, just because, uh, I think he get just better career and I get it. Philip Banks is a fictional career and he became a judge and he was living in a pretty posh place in Bel Air. That's pretty good, pretty good living. Yeah, not too bad, but I didn't know him personally. I don't know Micklefat personally either, but he has. <laughs> I didn't know him personally. You know, fucking either of person. <laughs> uh, I know more about Micklefat than the fictional uh, the the fictional character. So you know what? I'm just gonna give this one to. But he signed with Liv, and he had those gambling debts, and and he seems just so greasy. Well, uh, Uncle we, Phil. We Uncle must... Phil. We must. I think we talked about last week that, that there's a reason why Phil Mickelson needed 250. We like, he like not now, but right now. Yeah, because like uh, something went sideways somewhere, and I'm like, I, I don't want to know. It's just like he has to be shopping. He has to be shopping at the same stores as Tiger, right? Like because yeah. he made some serious bank. Yeah, we I, we shouldn't speculate and everything else, but it's uh, yeah, it's something. Uh, last one, Dave. We'll call it a night for this uh, episode two ninety three, the fourteen twenty podcast. Uh, who is better, Johnny Depp or the song Johnny Be Good? Johnny Be Good. Johnny Depp fucking rubs me the wrong way. That guy's always rubbed me the wrong way. I don't understand why he's so popular. Like, he's so... And then that whole trial against his ex-wife, what was her name? Amber Amber Heard shit on his pillow or a friend shit on his his pillow pillow or something. 
Yeah, I don't care how. Don't date someone who might eventually shit on your pillow. Or don't give someone a reason to shit on your pillow. Like, well, there is that. There's that as well, and I don't know what happened between those two. And Dave, would there ever be a situation where where Katie would be so mad at you? Like, I I don't think Deanna would be that mad at me to shit shit on the pillow. I I I don't know. Like, like I I I I don't I don't know if I you know I probably with the right amount of uh, cocktails or whatever could shit on a pillow, but it was never (laughs) someone whose pillow I I sleep beside, right? Like, you know, like. I, if I'm shitting on, to, on to, someone's pillow, to, like to use a Thursday line to besmirch somebody that much where they want to shit on your pillow, yeah, you must be a shitty person. You no, God, like you are a shitty person. Like, like that's that, that's 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 disgusting, and it's also really quite cowardly, right? You know, like, <laughs> okay, look, like let's get this straight. He coffee. didn't shit on her pillow; she shit on his. No, she got her. She got a friend to shit on his pillow, right? Which is even worse. <sighs> but he's a weird cat. Yeah, like he had like uh, I, I, I've never really got his career. Pirates of the I don't Caribbean. I, I watched I think twenty minutes of the first one, and yeah. I never watched another one. And they're paying him hundreds of millions of dollars. He's just an entitled weirdo. I, I saw him uh, playing with the uh, the Hollywood Vampires back. Oh, Jesus! 2016 at the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard, and went with uh, with uh, Perry from Aerosmith and and uh, Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry, uh, Steve Steve Perry, <laughs> the, the guitarist from Aerosmith, <laughs> then uh, Al- Alice Cooper and the, the Hollywood Vampires. Anyways, and he was just a weird cat. Like he just looked like a weird cat. Like it was yeah. up close and personal thing, and he just like with the scarves and things. He just looked like a, a and different the bangles cat. and the shit. Yeah, and, just and, it's a and weird the, cat. Like I'm sure he's a, a super nice guy. He, he, it, how how do you think that? Why do you think that? Like I, I don't know. He just seems. I, don't know. Weird. I was just trying not to he, make the, the negative. Everybody being a fucking asshole. And this like, he, tonight, he, tonight on our on our show, everybody's a fucking asshole tonight for some reason. But he's famous and weird, and like that. Yeah, he's, he's weird. Like, why couldn't he be like Ryan Re- Reynolds? Right? Is like, he Canadian? Johnny Depp? Yeah. No. For sure. This wasn't because he was on um, Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street wasn't that show was Canadian? Canadian? Yeah. It, 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 I think it. I think it was filmed in Vancouver. But I don't know if it's Canadian. Yeah, I don't he, know he, he's not a Canadian because that's you know that's one thing of that us Canadians do. We know who's what famous people are Canadian. That is true, right? That's, we that's, we almost Canadian, fault, Canadians like famous, even quasi semi famous Canadians. We we make sure we know the world. Let the world know that that guy's Canadian. Yeah, you know, if, if, if they're kind of if they're kind of famous. We'll Even if we're embarrassed Canadian. about it, right? You know, like yeah. Biebs is Canadian. Sorry, guys. Well, <laughs> you I, got him now. You can have Varden Bieber. Biebs. No, you don't know. No, he's oh, maybe he's not Canadian. Bieber? No, sure. Johnny Depp. I'm looking it up as we speak. Um, he was born an original center. Uh, in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Well, it makes sense. Owensboro, Kentucky. I don't even know. I don't even know what that even meant. What I just said. Well, neither do I. There's a lot of people born in a lot of places, and, and 
Anyway, Dave, fun show tonight. We uh, I don't think we caused any problems. We, we, we definitely hate everybody for some reason. Oh, I got to apology. You Easter were right Dennis Potvin, not Danny Potvin. I, I was right on that. You got me second guessing myself. You like I don't get to, I, I don't get a lot of things right. When I do get them right, I, I like to be uh, acknowledged that I'm right. And thank you very much for for acknowledging my uh, correctness on on that little situation. Not Denny Pot. It was Denny Potvin, not Denny Savard, like you you thought it was. I I thought you were talking about. I I was wrong for correcting you, but the the, the point we were trying to make was that Alexander's team was a hell of a team. Yeah. They were unbelievable, actually. Hall of Famers up and down the lineup. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Dave, uh, what do you got going on all week? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? Well, Shake. we're back. We're back in Lethbridge. The boy has ball practice. House League is going to start next week. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, head down, ass up, bit of a week. Kind of get back into the swing of the things after a four-day weekend. I love four-day weekends, you know. It's just, it's just nice. It's just nice. And I got to be lazy which is nice. Um, looking forward to the Flames finally being eliminated. It's 1-1 in the, at the end of the second right here. Yeah, they're not done yet, but it's uh, it's it's coming on the witching hour here. There's no doubt about that. No, that fucking team is going to give Sutter every reason not to play a rookie, and so they're going to make it last to game 82. And, and Maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday night, and we'll get on to that. Maybe we'll t- actually, uh, on Thursday, I want to talk about uh, – uh, uh, I, I probably will talk about it on Hey Blue later on this week. That's an umpire thing that only – a certain amount of people listen to, or a certain demographic listen to, but uh, I want to get your take on uh, coaches arguing about balls and strikes and outs and states. I, I just want to know, like as a fan, like what you uh, like to watch, watch amateur baseball. I just want to get your take because I had a little situation yesterday that I want to get your uh, your take on. We'll, we'll I'm looking about. forward to it. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it because I'll I, uh, I'll take every opportunity to, to bitch about officials. Oh yeah, it's whoever officials, coaches. Whatever, I just, I just want to get to your, your input a little bit. But anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, a whole lot more. Take care of more important. Take care of yourself to you around. Can you stick on the ice and, ice and what else, David? You don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. Have a good night, get folks. Get that roommate to turn the music down. Turn the music down. Jimmy, you need some sleep. You need some sleep, Jimmy. Have a good night, folks. You guys will talk to you on Thursday night. See you Thursday, everybody. <laughs>